I my ego at the door. Like, generally, the biggest lads in the gym are generally the nicest lads. That's my experience. You know, your ego will, will not serve you well at the gym. Because I know that I, I was there in the gym when I was a kid, lost, and so many people helped me out. You'll see athletes who can walk on their hands, do backflips and that. I wouldn't recommend that to 99% of the population. Hey guys, welcome back to the seventh episode of the Health Hub Podcast. This is part two. We split Graham's interview into two because he's so much to cover. So I hope you enjoy. Sounds like you like definitely work out a lot, like a lot more than me, anyways. But how what would how often would you work out? Uh, just say in a weekly basis, and like what would your workout kind of consist of? Would you mix it between cardio and and heavy weights or? just a, a general exercise it, it it varies on goals at the moment like i'm actually i'm doing a cut so at the moment i would be training not as intensive on the weights more more intensive on the cardiovascular to kind of drop weight but maintain my strength but if i was on if i was training for pure strength i'd probably train maximum of three days a week because when you train at a very high when you train at a higher level you literally can't recover from your training so if you're training seven days a week your body would start to break down so, like, for me, for where I'm at at the moment, for if I want to get stronger, it's three days a week to master. And your main goal is to sleep and eat to recover from the damage you do. Like, you know, you have different people who train, like, back, biceps, and where I would be training compound, like, squat, deadlift, press. So, like, the squat affects so many muscles, even in my back, and deadlift affects muscles in my legs. And I press, I press about 180 kilos overhead, so that stresses everything. So, like, everything you do, it's, it's, it's not about... For me, it's mainly what I can survive, what I can recover from is my main concern. So three days a week, maximum cardio, minimum try to get in about half an hour to an hour of walking every day just to keep my heart in good order. I don't want to drop dead. It's all well and good being strong, but you don't want to have any issues further down the line. Um, just, just on that topic of like your, just explaining your workout, um, could you, I guess, from a beginner's perspective, could you tell us what maybe you'd consider the perfect workout for for quick not for quick progress but for the best progress possible as as a beginner lifting weights um if you know if, if we give that the, if you're a beginner lifting weights uh, like the main thing i would say would be a lot of people don't want to focus on it but it's working on your lower body because if you build a strong foundation you're you're going to be a lot safer and you can ultimately get stronger so like for me my my favorite workout which i would prescribe to most of my clients if anyone who's trained to me that know I, is like a set of walking lunges three or four sets of walking lunges just to make sure that your knee and your hip and everything is working okay, you have no pain. And then a variation of like box squats and goblet squats with the dumbbell. They're very safe. They're very simple. And then we'd look at some certain core exercises, not like abdominal exercises like crunches, but like a variation of planks and different sorts of sits. And then very, very simple things like for your upper body, like push-ups and rows. Like push-ups are one of the most, one of the best exercises on the planet. I for as a young as a young man I must have done thousands and thousands of push ups and they stood to me like my shoulders were good and strong and my upper body is good and strong. And from the physical point of view, if you're developing your lower body and you're developing your, your core and your chest, you will look a lot better for it. But I would find like basically sets of lunges, variations of light squats, safe squats, push ups, absolutely fantastic. Because even your body weight, even if you're too weak, you can go down on your knees, you can do variations of push ups to a bar to a counter you can do them to anywhere i find push-ups fantastic and they're not very very stressful so you can do a lot of them and you can do them repeatedly over a couple of days i find it perfectly okay 
is there anything that you would see in the gym as a gym owner that you think kind of needs to be addressed as stop doing this like any kind of unsafe exercise that you just see you know too many people doing any any kind of behavior like that it's um it's like i put like the way i'd look at that is like it's like driving a car like a car is this car is safe when you have the knowledge how to drive it but i don't think there's any exercise that's inherently bad if the if the person doing the exercise understands the dynamic and does it safely like the squat and the deadlift are two of the most abused exercises in the gym and they cause more injuries to anyone than anyone else, but they're still still the two best exercises. So I think that like the thing about it is it's people choosing the wrong exercise for their experience. So like if a person isn't strong enough and has bad shoulders, like a heavy bench press could be catastrophic. If you're doing a bench press and you don't know what you're doing, you could destroy your shoulder very quickly. Whereby is you could have someone who's doing a very, very heavy bench press and know what they're doing and they're safe. So I think it's more the the la- the knowledge of the exercise. So if you don't know how to do something in the gym, ask for help. Generally, go to the biggest or the strongest guy in the gym. Because, like, the thing about being very strong is you don't last very long if you're doing it wrong. So I would say, like, if, if you don't know what you're doing, it's asking advice of someone in the gym is probably your best bet. But every exercise in the right hand is good, and any exercise in the wrong hands is very bad. So if someone's executing a deadlift or a squat or a lunge incorrectly, they can cause themselves a mischief. So I think it's more important that the individual is the problem versus the exercise. Like I see people do like crazy exercises that I wouldn't personally do, but they're strong enough and they're smart enough. Like you'll see athletes who can walk on their hands and do backflips and that. I wouldn't recommend that to 99% of the population, but the person knows how to do it. I think it's it's all very person specific. But I would say out of all those things, the squat and the deadlift, I see are two most abused exercises in the gym. So due to COVID and like all the gym closures, and it's obviously been a really long time since the gyms has have been open as someone who works in a gym and obviously really loves to train has the closure affected you in any way mentally yes i i miss the interaction on the work basis like i enjoy my clients or most of my clients are friends at this stage and i i miss the coaching element i miss the practically helping people to get stronger and teaching people new things and the interaction like the social interaction in the gym is huge for people like it's as well as the physical as the mental I miss more mentally I miss the interaction with people and I know that my clients have said to me numerous times that they miss the gym a lot and they find themselves mentally under pressure that they can't just exert all the energy and get rid of some of the as well as bettering yourself I think it's good for you to push all the energy out of your body and to get tired I think they miss that kind of exertion and the home workouts and the walking doesn't doesn't hit the nail on the head the way the weights does so I find that the biggest aspect of it is it's just the interaction with people is the hardest part because I would deal with, I would deal with say five or six football teams a week and four or five schools a week. And then the number of clients I could, I could, I could interact with over two or 300 people a week, some weeks down to nothing but my brother or my father or my mother. It changes a lot. On the topic of interaction, when you're training, do you prefer to train with someone or do you prefer, you know, headphones on and just kind of get it done? What would be the, what, what way do you prefer? Training alone has been my preference for my whole life. I prefer it. Like, there's obviously there's certain situations that I'm training for strongman where I need someone to help me for safety or I'm training for sport. But predominantly, like 90% of my life, I've trained alone with my headphones on and loud music. And that's kind of been my, my go-to because for myself, for training myself has been, it's all an internal dialogue. It's, it's for myself. I'm having conversations with myself about getting better and focusing on building myself up. So I think it's, it's always been internalized. Like I'm not there for 
like if Instagram didn't exist, I'd still be training the same exact same way I'm training now. So for me, it's all an internal dialogue. It's all for training alone by myself is my peace and quiet. And um, if anyone who knows me knows I can be comfy when I'm not training. So like I'm in for training session, I'm usually in great form. So it's kind of training alone has always been my go-to. When you're training and, you know, if you just have the headphones on, do you, what kind of music do you listen to? And is it kind of, do you have like, you know, a gym music playlist and then a home music? Or is it just kind of, you know, whatever you're feeling? What What's the kind of mood there? It's, I have, I have my music I listen to in my gym playlist is pretty much identical to the music I walk around that. Not that I'm, I listen to a lot of very heavy and aggressive metal because I, I've listened to that since I'm about 10 years old and I like it. And it's not that the training kind of, I didn't pick that music to train. I grew up with that music and I love that music. So it gives me energy. Like I listen to a lot of Metallica and um, Slipknot and that because it's, but I've always, even before I trained and before I knew how to be, say, get aggressive in the gym or to create strength, I would have always liked that music. I found it very uplifting and very like Linkin Park and Biscuit and um, like all that kind of stuff, like the older, say, rock and that, I find it, it gives me a lot of energy and drive. Like some of the dance dance music now would listen to like I listen to some that whatever my brother Dermot sends me on I listen to a bit of that as well but like I would have listened to for years I'd done a lot of dance and trance music when I was in the gym like for high energy cardiovascular for running and stuff I listen to like Tiesto Prodigy all that kind of stuff but the music I listen to in my day to day is pretty much identical to my gym music there's no real change like the bands like Five Finger Death Punch there's a lot of very heavy American metal that I, I like a lot so in terms of cardio, what would you do? Do you prefer doing just, you know, the steady state, you know, bike, treadmill, whatever, or do you prefer to do the more kind of active cardio? Well, at the moment, I my, my level of fitness will be probably lower than it's been in many years. So the steady state at the moment, what I find, want the steady state wears thin. Like if you're doing an hour a day and you're pushing on the steady state, after about three or four weeks, you do need to push into the, the high intensity or up the intensity. So you need to like increase the, increase the distance and maintain the time or or decrease the time and increase the intensity. So at the moment, it's kind of a low, the lower intensity. But the fitter you get, I find, the more intensity you need to bring for the shorter periods. So for me, I prefer, like if you're dealing with the average Joe Soap and you're looking to get in shape and get healthy, steady, steady state is fantastic. There's not many barriers to stop you doing steady state. No matter how unfit you are, you can walk for 10 minutes. If you, 10 minutes is the most you can do, grand, do 10 minutes and slowly build up to 20, 30, 40. And once you get to an hour, an hour and a half, then you need to get more intense, with, like increase the distance you're walking or bring in a little run. But I find steady state for the general population is fantastic because no one has any excuses why they can't. No matter how unfit you are, you can walk for 10, 15 minutes. It's, it's, steady state is absolutely brilliant. But when you're fitter and you're stronger and you're looking to get a bit more out of yourself, I find that a high intensity, it's, it's more work and effort for your brain. So I find that's fantastic too. For high intensity, I would prefer a bike spinning i love spinning i've thought about a thousand spin classes so high intensity i would say spinning and low intensity i would say walking is absolutely fantastic and um would you recommend cardio before a heavy workout or after i i if, if you can i would kind of separate them i wouldn't i wouldn't like if a person's going to a gym to walk on a treadmill i think you're missing the point of you're missing the point of the exercise but for my heavy lifting i would i do my heavy lifting if i have a choice my heavy lifting is done and then I would do my cardio. If you're getting yourself tired before heavy lifting, you're not going to get the most out of yourself. Like some people said, or they're, like if you're walking on a treadmill to warm up for deadlifts, it's, it's, it's not correct. You need to be very precise in how you warm up. Like how you warm up for a football match is kicking a ball around lighter, moving a bit better, similar motions. So 
So I'd say like if you're doing a lot of cardiovascular before you're lifting heavy weights, you'll probably be a little drained. You won't be as, as sharp as you should be. So I'd also for if you're trying to get stronger, I'd recommend your cardiovascular after your lifting weights. But if you're trying to train to change your appearance, I would say whatever feels best for you. So you try and learn. So go in and do your cardio and then lift your weights. If you feel really good, fantastic. But if you do your cardio and you feel not great, then I would recommend leaving your cardio for the end. I kind of use your, use your cardio to kind of assess what you've done for your session and get your head in order and get your start to get your food in, like your protein shake or your water, whatever you're taking in. So use your cardio to kind of clear yourself down and relax your body and come down to a nice relaxing state. Yeah, the last thing I've really to ask is like about food intake. So would you be more to like eat before you go or is it kind of a thing of like eating after you finish working out? There's 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 many schools of thought in it, but the way I would work it is like say upwards of an hour and a half before I train, I will get in a substantial meal so that it's it's pretty much passing through my stomach by the time I'm in the gym. So I have a small bit of energy from I have energy from the food. But um it's some people like to train fasted. I used to train with on an empty stomach at six o'clock in the morning for about five years and I got great progress. And now I prefer to eat a nice substantial meal about an hour, two hours before I train. It gives me I get good progress this way. But like the priority is consistent like it doesn't matter what's it's not most important before you eat or after you eat. It's over the course of the day if you're eating good nutrients. Like I know some people who eat two chocolate muffins before they go to the gym and have a great session. I know other people who eat chicken and rice before they go to the gym and have a great session. But I would say if you eat and you feel like you don't feel great in the gym, I'd say I recommend not eating before. But it's a very personal thing. My What I do personally, I eat two hours beforehand. I train and I eat immediately after. And that's what I find works best for me. So you're constantly, like you're, you're fueling a car, like trying to keep that energy flowing good. You want your energy. If you're going into the gym starving and you have a really bad workout, you've lost a good opportunity to get stronger. So eat in a manner. So eat before it, and if you feel good, train away. If you eat before it and you feel bad, don't. So use your body as a, a uh, you, you kind of pick yourself. Me personally, is before and after I get two meals in. Um, I actually just have one one quick question. Um, do you think a pure, I guess, body weight or calisthenics workout regime is effective, or do you think you have to uh, incorporate weights to have uh, to even see long term progress, or do you think you can see progress like people do with weightlifting with pure calisthenics there's there are different um there are different um different horses for different courses like individuals who do calisthenics and they push hard and have great control and are working hard and eating well will be in fantastic shape and they will live a very long strong life but for ultimately to get say very very strong and add far more muscle tissue than you would normally have resistance training is essential there's a youtube channel called strength wars and they put like one of the best calisthenics guy against a weightlifter and a powerlifter and a bodybuilder. And the calisthenics guy was amazing at moving, but he ran out of gas at the strength. But he was better than the bodybuilders at all the other stuff. So I'd say like depending on what your goal is, I think calisthenics is absolutely fantastic. Like for years, my training when I was younger would have been classes calisthenics. It was all bodyweight stuff, like jumps, um, push-ups, squat jumps, even handstand stuff. I used to do like I, I'm 20 stone, I can still do a handstand, but um. I find calisthenics is absolutely fantastic. If you're eating well and recovering well, it's it's amazing. It won't. It's long term. It's amazing as well. If you're moving well into your sixties and seventies, you're gonna have a good life. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously um the goal for everyone. But I guess one more thing before um Eamon kind of uh, ends the podcast again. What what advice do you have for people 
that after lockdown is lifted and it's going to be their first time in the gym, what's like the best advice to kind of beat the kind of um when you first start going to the gym and you're very nervous and you don't want to talk to people, what's the best thing for people to do at the beginning? So the kind of fear of lifting weights in front of people goes away. I'd recommend a small investment in like, I know I'm not plugging myself, but I recommend go to any trainer, local trainer, but get a trainer to set you out either. There's three things you need to learn to know how to do. It's how to eat, how to do the exercise correctly and how to program for your goals. So like the main thing is the food. You can learn all the food online. Whatever approach suits you, vegan, vegetarian, meat eater only, you know, high fat, low fat. If you can find one that suits you and you the one that you can stick to, pick that. And then the workout routine, ask what your goals are and you find get a coach. Hire a coach to try and guide you to do the exercises safely. So like you could spend a bit of money now and you will learn how to do something for the rest of your life. It's a very good investment. I think just before we let you go, Graham, um, do you want to, for our listeners, um, just call out your Instagram and the name of your gym as well? Um, the, the gym is just Graham Personal Training. It's based in Good Council in Drimna, Dublin City Centre. I all, also have a studio at home in Kildare. And when things open back up, I'll be doing weekends there as well. It's just in Kildare Town. And the Viking Strongman is my, my Instagram tag. Just type in Graham Maher. I'm one of the only one in the country. So type in Graham Maher anywhere and my name is up my head. That's great. Thanks so much for coming on, Graham. No problem. Like it's been, it's been really great to have you on. Like it's so much like educational, like information on like everything that we wanted to cover. So much knowledge. <laughs> it's perfect. Does anyone have any closing statements? Um... Learn how to squat, learn how to deadlift, and ask for advice. Like asking for advice is one of the best. Like I, no matter how strong I get, I always ask for advice on people. If I see someone in the gym doing something, I don't know what it is. I go over and ask them. I'm, I leave my ego at the door. I'll ask, like even if the person's half my size and weaker than me, and I, I think what they're doing looks amazing, I'll go over and ask and I'll pay compliments. But always ask for help. Don't be generally the biggest lads in the gym are generally the nicest lads. That's my experience. Yeah, I think one of the best things to take away is from this is leave your ego at the door. I think that's a great piece of advice. Absolutely. Like even me, like there's gyms I go to around the country where I, I just go in and I go on and try and I learn, I listen to everyone, I have a crack like it's 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 you know, your ego will, will not serve you well in the gym. There's always someone younger, stronger and cares less about training than you and you might learn a lot from them. Yeah, like even for me, as kind of like an amateur gym goer like that would probably be the last thing i'd be like up for doing but like after hearing about you and like how like your experiences with it and engaging with people in the gym like it's kind of encouraging that when i get back in the gym to actually go have a conversation with someone who's obviously about twice my size anyone who's ever come up to me in the gym has asked for advice of me it's like and remember it's an ego stroke for someone if someone comes up and asks for help off you generally they're, they're anyway like a decent human being They'll be quite happy to help you. So, um, like, you know, I always, if someone ever comes up into me, Jim, I literally stop what I'm doing and take my time to answer the question because I know that I, I was there in the gym when I was a kid, lost, and so many people helped me out. Like, I, I could, countless amounts of people have helped me out over the years, and people I'm still friends with today, and I'm quite glad they gave me advice. So, like, generally, if someone's in the gym trying to better themselves, and they, they will give you advice that they've, they've found useful themselves. So don't be afraid to ask. People are generally... They're very, and their ego, if you ask someone for help because they, they think they look great, they'll be, their ego will be stroked and be more than welcome to help you. So ask. People are generally very helpful. 
That's perfect. So I'll finish this up now. Thanks a mil Graham for coming on to the podcast. Do you want to shout out your Instagram and thing just one more time? Um, the Viking Strongman and Graham are. Just look for that and you'll find it. Perfect. Make sure you check him out on Instagram. And there's lots uh, of dog, there's to... lots of dog pictures on my Instagram, so that generally draws people. <laughs> so guys, don't forget to check out Graham on Instagram. Check out the Health Hub podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and make sure to follow us on Instagram. Well, guys, that's the end of the Health Hub podcast. We've had a great time making all these episodes over the past few months. Um, we just want to say thank you for listening. And we hope that some of what we said has helped at least one of you. And I just want to say thanks again to Graeme for making the last episode a great one.